the Saddest Mexican Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Emo Brown, the saddest Mexican podcast. Brought to you by the wonderful people of Grasshopper, ghbuds.com. Get your orders in early. That way you get that early bird wake and bake special. If you miss it, night bell. Let them know Emo Brown sent you. You're going to get that same discount. Here we are with another guest, bro. This one, I've, I've been trying to set this one up with you for a minute, dog. Um... First off, Squeechy Prince. <laughs> ¿Qué onda, dude? Juan Carlos Castellón. Up in this motherfucker. Tell me a little bit about yourself. Let's get it on, boy. What's up, carnal? How you doing, Steve? All is good, bro. All is good. Stoked to be on here, man. I'm happy to get you on. I feel like we've been making, trying to make this happen for a minute, and it finally came together, dude. <laughs> I always see you on the block. You're a busy guy on the block. You're either at uh, the Grind House or just, you know, skating up and down Third Avenue. Third Avenue is one of those places where you can come and hang out and you're going to run into somebody, bro. If you're from the South Bay and you're just hanging out on Third Avenue, you're going to run into somebody. That's right. Whether you like it or not. Mm-hmm. So where are you from? Um, I'm from the South Bay. From Chula Vista. Nice, nice. Um, actually, I'm from South San Diego. I'm right at the cusp of Chula Vista and South San Diego. So right. Where's the cusp? Uh, on Main Street. Yeah. Nice. Main Street. So born and raised down here in the south side then, huh? Uh-huh. So I'm, I, I'm before Palm, Palm, but um, still like. Uh, so you grew up here. here. You went to high school here. You went to middle school, all the thing, the college, got your education in the street, started opening, opening a business. Yeah. No, what no. brought you to Squeegee Prince? And for those who don't know about Squeegee Prince, man, you guys. Yeah. You guys do it the you do it right, bro. When it comes to like screen printing and producing and branding and marketing all of those things together, it's like it's like a big brand in a box with a nice little ribbon on top and it's like boom, squeegee prints. Cuz like when you did our shit initially for Emo Brown, you did our first run of shirts and you put you don't just do the shirts, bro. You put together a little fucking hype video for it, I remember. And I still have that hype video in, in the art archive of, of uh, shit for Emo Brown. I'm going to leak that one tonight just so people can see it yeah. again. But what, how did you come up with uh, squeegee print? Why did you want to get into screen printing? What's up with skateboarding? What's up with you always carrying your, your fucking guitar with you? <laughs> I want to know all about it, bro. All right, I'll tell you. Let's start with squeegee prints. Um, squeegee prints was born because uh, basically after high school, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I went to college for a little bit, but I dropped out for a semester because it's not what I really want to do. Oh. If Kanye can do it, so can you. Yeah, exactly. You know, but anyway, <laughs> but anyway, so I thought, you know what? I'm going to try all these different things out. I tried art. I tried mechanics some other different weird things. And I said, you know what? I don't know if this is all for me, but then I, I stumbled upon screen printing because one of my buddies, um, Alex DiStefano, shout out to him. He, uh, he was printing stickers and said, Hey, can you help me out? I'm printing these stickers and I, you know, I could use a hand. So I said, okay, went to go basically help him print some stickers. And then that's where I learned how to screen print. And then I said, fuck, this is so cool. Uh, I just basically was so into it. I was like, how did you get the image on the screen? And then it, it was just 
from then on out, I've just been into it, dude. I've, it's been never ending. Bro, you are an intricate part of a lot of fucking businesses, dude. You, you're like you're like the go-to guy, and I know in our industry for sure, uh, music, skating, anything. Everyone needs somebody that does screen printing. You know, the, the, the older we've gone and the more deep we've gone into operating businesses and whatever and little projects and little side hustles, you always need that one person that does screen printing. You know, I know at 3Punk, I don't know, have we done anything together yet or no? Um, I, I don't think, I don't think we have, but, but I'm gonna have you do them Chevys and now you saw these Chevys shirt right now, bro. I, I need you to redo them and I need, I want these ones to pop so we can get them out gotcha. here, man. So yeah, I mean, I know we've done the shit together with Emo Brown. I know we're going to do stuff with, uh, here with three, uh, three punk L's. Who else do you work with here in the area? Um, um, third Avenue L house, uh, Dark Horse isn't open yet, but we just started working with oh, them. Oh, hell yeah, bro. That's a, that's a good pool. That's a good account. Yeah, super stoked to work with them, honestly. Re- really hyped. And um, who else have we worked with? Gentle Penguin. El Pinguino. El Pinguino. El Pinche Pinguino. <laughs> Tavern at the Vogue. We'd work with them. Yeah, so you guys are everywhere, man. You guys are everywhere. How did how did it start? What What's the process? Take me through the process of coming up with Squeegee Prince, the name, to buying your first setup to getting your first account to when did you figure out like, yeah, this is what I want to do. Okay. So, um, after I started learning more and more about screen printing, basically what happened was, um, in the middle of me learning about screen printing, uh, the, my local skate shop route 44. Yeah. They hit me up and, uh, they were basically telling me, hell yeah, we have a sticker guy, but you know, he, he really sucks. He's not reliable. <laughs> and uh, we need someone. And I just told them, you know what? I'm learning how to print stickers. That's cool. I, I think I could I could print stickers for you guys. And they said, okay, well, if you can do it, we'll pay you for it. One time. And then that was it. And you know what? And from then on out, it was like, okay, well, you know, they're going to pay me for this. I'm going to fucking, cool. I'm going to learn. I'm going to do it right. I'm going to do it for them. Do it the best. Where do you go to learn that? And so that's the thing that... There's like, at the time, there was no source for me. DIY style. Yeah, especially YouTube wasn't that developed at the time. Um, So I couldn't, there wasn't a lot of sources for information. But what I did was once I reached my, uh, like basically the learning curve, Uh I said, you know what? I'm going to go work at a factory. So I went to go work at this place called King Graphics. It's a big production place that has like, at the time it had probably maybe like a nine or 10 autos and, uh, you know, giant dryers, giant, just huge everything. It was a huge production facility. And so that's where I learned, you know, what to do and what not to do and what looked good and what looked bad. And it was just really helpful to go work there. So you kind of did like a, like an internship at another spot that's already been established. You cut your teeth, you started grinding and learning exactly what it takes to do what you do. Exactly. I went to- Do you have like a mentor there. there or somebody like took you in? Is that position called like an apprenticeship or, or what is that called? No. So the thing is I already knew some like s- s- a little bit about it. So what, what I did is I became an assistant there for everyone. I was an assistant on the press. I was an assistant here. I was an assistant there in the finishing room, um, all over the place. I basically moved all around. So I got to see firsthand what production looks like and, um, you know, how- what you should be doing. How long did you do that? I did that for about a year. Damn. And that, and that was enough time to, I was grinding for about a year. Every morning I was like waking up super early, like 
five in the morning. First one there, last one to leave, soaking it all in. Yeah, like exactly. And then it was just like, fuck. When did you realize, fuck it, I can do my own spot? Well, I was I was doing that at the time already. Building was, it at the same time. At the same time, I was already like, fuck this. I'm saving up for a press. This is what I need. I need this. I need that. And so at the time, I was already like stacking oh, yeah. up. That's the way to do it, man. I mean, it's a, and my wife and I always like talk about this, like, and, and to my close friends about kids, our kids going to school moving forward, you know, it's like, are we going to pressure them to go to college? Is that going to be something that we're going to hold over there? Like, Hey papa, you got to go to college. You have like, I don't feel like you have to go to college, bro. Mm -hmm. I feel like if you know what you want to do, it's like, just get started. Let's go. Mm -hmm. If you don't know what you want to do, I guess college might be a way for you to figure out what you want to do. But I feel like a trade school might be better implemented moving forward. I mean, why waste four, five, six years out of your life trying to figure something out at a university only to come out and be like, shit, I don't know nothing. Yeah, exactly. You know, and then at the same time, your peers, people that are the same age as you entered the the, the workforce and, and they got their foot in the door and they're learning that trade and they're kind of elevating themselves, getting, you know, that stature in that company. So it's like, who really comes out ahead? Five years starting in the workforce or five years coming out, like no work experience, but a, like a legit as degree, you know, if you're going to be a doctor, obviously, if you're going to be a lawyer, obviously, if you're going to be an attorney or whatever, you know, like things like that, that require like, like legit studies and in background degree for sure. But like something like for you and me that, that we're doing, it, it requires just hustle. And that's what you've been doing, bro. Like since you got out of high school, you said, you know what? Fuck, I want to do this. Okay. Who do I got to link on? Who do I have to leech off of? Like attach myself to their, their model to, to suck out all the knowledge and then take it on myself. Not everybody wants to do that. You know, everybody wants to start a business. You know, everybody wants to start a project. Everybody gets to the point of like pen to paper. Like I'm going to fucking do this. This is what I'm going to do. But actually executing it, bro, what you did, what you did like to go apprenticeship or be an assistant to every fucking position inside of that graphic studio. That's where I feel like the separation is. Dog. How old is squeegee prints? Uh, Squeegee Prince is coming up on 12 years old. I miss dog. And I've been screen printing for um, 14 years now. Yeah. Está ruco, viejo. Yeah. Está ruco. No. It is what it is, bro. Yeah, all right. What's next for Squeegee Prince? Like, what do you, what, what services do you offer right now? Like, I'm coming, I'm coming from Emo Brown right now. Boom. Hey, man. Um, I have some, I have some designs. I'd like to get them on, I'd like to get them, you know, print form. I like them on a shirt. Maybe I like them on a hat. I'd like them on a sweater. Mm -hmm. Like what, what kind of services do you offer? Is there bundle packages for people? Cause there's a lot of people that follow us that have that kind of hustle that want to take it to the next level. I hear you. Sell them, bro. Sell them. I got you. Get their money, homie. What, 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 what can I expect? Well, first of all, you can expect anybody that comes to squeegee prints and mentions emo Brown gets 10% off their order. What the? Boom. Did you hear that? You get 10% off just for saying emo brown. Damn. That's right. That's right, baby. <laughs> Ain't you hot? That's how we do in the Chulavis area for you. <laughs> yeah, but um, so just a little bit about us. We we specialize in printing t-shirts, printing sweaters. We do some jackets too. Um, but that's really our bread and butter right there. You know, we're like in and out. You know, we don't sell much, but what we sell, we're really good at. You that's know, awesome, bro. That's awesome. It's better to have a tight knit, like little package of things, you know, mm -hmm. like, do you have bundle packages for businesses? Like, this is what we offer. If you do this bong. Well, we give incentive to people that get a uh, higher increments. Really. That's what we do. If I, you know, if your design is cool, you're getting higher increments, you know, 
Hit us up. What's, what's the biggest seller? What is the one thing that every business comes to you and asks for? Um, shoot. Usually a lot of people, you know, just hit us up for water base and discharging. That's like what we're really, really good at. That's what we specialize in. And I, I feel like a lot of the customers that recognize really good quality garments, they, they hit us up for that. Nice. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about the culture in your business, bro. Like any of all the videos that you post on your social media, you know, it seems like you have a lot of staff, bro. <laughs> How many people do you have that work for you? No, it's a small, it's a small group. It's just, um, there is, let's see, there is six people that work there. So, but, um, is that stressful for you, bro? Having enough for, for 12 years operating and, and you have like a staff that works for you and that must, it stresses me out, you know, knowing that I have people that I have to take care of and are going to be there. Then I'm responsible to make sure that, you know, that paycheck comes every two weeks, you know? Yeah, dude, it's, it's tough. It's, and it's expensive. It's hard to, you know, as you know, as a business. Todo cuesta know, lana, like, bro. Todo yeah, cuesta dude. lana. And payroll is, you know, it's poof. Shit, it I is. just did that shit yesterday, bro. I hurt. Yeah. But it is what it is. Our staff, they need the best. It you is. know, they, they, exactly. they do the, they do all the hard work for us. Yeah. All we got to do is just, you know, Boom, boom, boom. Make sure they have the tools needed for their success. Exactly. They're the backbone and you just got to, you know, make sure the wagon's loaded. 12 years, six employees. You told me about the, a little bit about the culture. Um, tell me about these smoke breaks, dog. Tell me how you keep everyone so happy. Tell me how you keep everyone so hype and excited to work at Squeegee Friends. Shit. Well, I don't know, but it definitely, uh, it definitely relaxes everyone. Usually every break we take a smoke break. Just... Smoke a joint. And everyone is like, every, <laughs> if everyone's happy, bro, everyone's going to produce at a much higher level. Yeah. You know, right. if you're stress-free, you're going to, you're going to be a little bit more excited to be at work, bro. That's you know, right. and I wanted to bring up the culture of your business. Cause yeah, man, I always see videos. You, you, you kill it at the videos you make. Who makes these videos? I, I'm the, I'm the. You, you, you edit, you produce it, you do all of that. Yeah. Is that a service that Squeegee Prince provides as well? Is that something you might want to be branching off into or? No, you know, I, I, um, I always said if, if, you know, screen printing doesn't work out for me, I'm going to do um, like media stuff. Yeah. And that's just always been kind of like my hobby. I, I've always thought it was fun ever since I was like younger, we'd go skate with all my friends at the park. And then we come back and we filmed all days and then we edit them. And it was just like, you know, that's what we did. Why not go that path before you went into screen printing? Or is that something you tried to do? Um, skateboarding, like something with skateboarding. Yeah, I, I I tried to go that path for a little bit, but then I realized really quick that it, it's it's not really fun to make money off skateboarding. It's one of those things I just is a passion more than a than like a source of income for you. Yeah, exactly. I know what you're saying because there's certain things like we enjoy doing, and we just do them to do them. Yeah, and, I, and if you try to monetize it or try to get paid and take it to the next, like it takes a little of the fun out of it. It's like oh, now it turned into a chore. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's not just like doing this for fun. Now it's like, oh, I'm, I have to do this. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. That's what I'm talking about. And um, ah, what are we drinking, bro? Fuck, I'm drinking. I'm drinking a South Norte. Ay, Chelita. El compita Ryan Brooks. He gets down, dude. Crafted with an accent. South Norte. Fuck yeah. What are you drinking, bro? 
I don't know. You served me this. It's- Ooh, the needle in the hay. Yeah, you got that double IP, bro. That, 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 that shit is a, eso si te sienta, dog. Whether you like it or not, it's going to sit you down, bro. No wonder I feel so good. <laughs> you feel good because you're high, fool. Stop tripping. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking I'm at sure. you. You're like, hey, <laughs> Oh, man. So look at your guitar. How long have you been playing it? Uh, I've been playing guitar for about, I think, six years. You, seven you get years. down, bro. Because I remember when you first started, kind of in the beginning of when you started, it, you would always go, post up in front of like shops here in, on Third Avenue. You've posted up in front of uh, the brew brew bar. Uh, you've posted up obviously at the at the grindhouse, and then I see you playing it. You don't just play like the guitar, bro. You play like old school blues, bro. How the fuck did you get into blues? <laughs> and how do you do it so well? That shit is awesome. <laughs> Thank you, dude. Thank you so much. <laughs> um, but I, I got into guitar because back in the day, I was just hanging out with a bunch of buddies and they all played music. They were all playing like rock and roll and shit. And of course they showed it to me. They're like, you should play guitar. And I, you know, I was just always like, oh, I guess I'm always around you guys and, you know, you guys are always playing and I'm like the only one that's not. So I don't know why I, I should learn guitar. Fuck. Bro, but you didn't just fucking learn it. Like you probably learned one of the more difficult styles of a guitar play and there is to play. <laughs> and you've been fucking nailing it for a while now. I don't know. It's just every time you post something, I'm like, is the way like, you're not just playing like Bishi Kurt Cobain, like some, 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 <laughs> something a little, a little more simpler. You're getting into some like deep down South bluesy shit. I'm like, all right. And you got the fucking steel pit. You got the slide. You got the pillows. Don't worry, guys. I'm going to, I'm going to record this young man in a few minutes playing a couple of songs and we're going to put it up on our YouTube channel so you guys can check it out. But I get Bishi Juan Carlos, man. He's like a fucking, como se dice? When you do a lot of things, he's, he's, he's a, uh, like, I don't know what the term is, but you, 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 you're a Renaissance man. You know, you're a Renaissance man. You get down with your artistic ability. Do you design? Do you draw? Do you graffiti? Um, I, I don't, I don't really, I don't really design or, or draw or do graffiti. I actually can do some graphic design. I've done a lot of graphic design for people before, but I don't consider myself a graphic designer. Is this a lucrative uh, career to get into? I, obviously it's a lot of work. Obviously, it requires a lot of overhead to get everything done because I remember uh, hanging out with the homie Chicle and we did a couple of uh, one-off uh, sweater, uh, crew neck sweaters here for the brewery. The I don't know if you saw them, the Zonky ones, the little uh, three punk house minor threat looking sweaters that we did. And we were I saw his setup, bro, and, and I was like, fuck, this is legit, but this shit looks expensive, you know? And we were just doing black crew necks with white print, you know, something simple, nothing, nothing extravagant like what you do. But I was like, this is legit, dude. This is clean. How much does something like this cost? How much money does it take? If you were going to set up a shop right now, how much money do you recommend somebody to bring to the table to be ready to produce ASAP, not to grow into it? Like, what do you need to start your shit? Like, you're talking about full production. Full production, model. ready to take big orders from fucking a big company. Well, like, let's go with, like, local breweries. You know, you got three local breweries, and they want to set up merch. Uh, hey man, I'm going to need 200 shirts. I'm going to need a hundred hats. I'm going to need a uh, hundred sweaters, uh, zip ups and then some crew necks some stickers, blah, 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 blah. What do you guys have? Okay. So for something like that, you could really be out of your garage and handle something, yeah. something like that. Somebody that, you know, if, of that caliber. But if you're talking about opening up a shop, that's going to, I don't know, 125,000 t-shirts yes. a uh-huh. month or something like that. then that's like another story that's going to be like, 
you're going to, you know, that's like just a different level. What level are you, do you consider yourself at right now? I don't consider myself that high, like, okay. like at 125,000 shirts a month or nothing like that. But what's one of your bigger accounts? Um, you ain't got to drop names if you don't want to, but what, what's like, uh, what, what's one of your largest orders that people place on you? Like on a, on a monthly basis. Um, one of our big accounts and uh, some cool, very cool ones I want to mention is probably like, uh, angels and airways. God, I'm not the way. Yeah, they're super cool. That's what you get down with. Yeah, nice. Tom DeLong. Tom DeLong. Um, El Compita. Well, not Compita, but I grew up with, like with his family, uh, music and band. They were in a band called FON and that little guy, Elon, mm-hmm. um, little guy back then. But now my dude's a ho- fucking rock girl hall of famer, dog, drummer for Nine Inch Nails. He's part of Angels and Airways, you know? Or, or like he's, he's associated with that group. You're right. He went to high school with me. Bitch, you went to Benita? Yeah. Oh, dog, another motherfucking baron, dog. That's I'm a, I'm Parate, cabrón. Parate, cabrón. Oh, shit. <laughs> ah, another Bonita Baron. Dog, you don't even know how many people I've brought in here and come across. We're just shooting the shit and talking about it. And like halfway through the interview, he's like, yeah, I went to Bonita. Fuck. Bonita Baron. So you went to school with Elon. Yep, that's right. Shit, at, at that age in high school, what was he, who, what band was he playing with? I think he was one year ahead of me. Uh-huh. I could be wrong. He could have been in my grade. Uh huh. Um, I have a picture. <laughs> we were, when we were like, we did little tours up and down and we went to a, a school called Redlands, right? Mm-hmm. And um, there, I have a fucking photo of him and his brothers. So his band, his brother's band, FON, and then our band, Three Piece Scandal. And everybody has beers and there's fucking Elon, no older than like eight or nine, bro, with like a Coors Light beer in his fucking hand. And we're like, hijo su madre. I've always wanted to post it, but I mean, now he's older. I don't give a fuck. Now I'll probably post it and show it. But when he was younger at that age, he was probably in that one band. Um, What's that fucking band from like Finland? Shit. Lost Profits. I think he was in that band, right? I honestly, I didn't, I didn't really know him back in the day. But need people. I, all I know is like I I heard of him. He's like a legend. Like yeah. he's legendary good. He's really really good. That's oh bro, he's yeah yeah. There's there's good. There's great. There's fucking stud. There's legendary. This motherfucker is a rock and roll hall of fame drummer, bro. Yeah, like he fucking shreds. When he was eight and playing with us, like when we'd go play shows, we'd just like look at him in awe and be like, what the fuck? This little kid is getting down. Everything he touched, everything he touched was like, he grabbed the yo-yo and just started using the yo-yo and he would kill at doing the yo-yo. He would play the piano. He would play the violin. Everything he did, bro. He was like one of those savant dudes that just so touch Ren- it. And he's a renaissance it. man. He's another renaissance man. Some people <laughs> say a lot of people from Bonita, that's how we get down. Well, then that's how we get down. That's right. So Angels and Airwaves hits you up and say, hey man. I'm Tom DeLong. I believe in aliens. Um, I want you to set me up with how many shirts? No. So what, what was happening is they were getting their stuff printed at a different shop and that they were doing a lot of pre-orders and the shop was like messing up all the colors, the positions, the sizes, all this stuff. And at the end of the day, it was just biting them in the ass. Yeah. And they said, okay, we can't do this anymore. And they said, we need a really good screen printer. Um, we need somebody that's going to be able to fill these orders. Who's this going to be? And um, they asked a lot of people around town and they got the most referrals to towards us. Hell yeah, bro. How, how does that happen? How, how does that happen? Aside from the quality, do you guys uh, market to that like demographic? Is it mostly word of mouth people that you hooked up? Are there like a bunch of bands that you've worked with and eventually it just trickled up to them? 
I, I think it's just been years of devoting ourselves to the craft and just really trying to make quality products and building relationships with clients that have the same goals as we do. And that's like I said, awesome. it's just, just building quality products. How proud are you of what you've accomplished, man? Honestly. I, I, I'm super proud of myself, but like I, I'm also my own worst critic. Like I'm always like, fuck man, I'm fucking up or doing this wrong or whatever, but that's what it takes to like yeah. move forward. The know? moment you get complacent and like start fucking patting yourself on the back, that's when you're going to fuck up. Yeah, That's when you, you know, for me, it's, we're the same person, dog. I, I'm never happy with what we're doing. Yeah. Like I come in here and I'm just fucking, I'm just, I get it down. Oh, we can, we got to do this now. We got to switch this up. But this is working. No, we got to fucking do this. And this is going to keep it going. You know what you're doing in your industry, bro. You you are a master of your industry. No, motherfucking angels and airwaves, big ass bands reach out to you to set them up with what they need, bro. You know, at the end of the day, you got to look back, smoke a J in your office and be like, you know what? I'm, I'm doing okay. You know, I'm doing an okay job. It's because you're from Bonita, boy. It's because you're a fucking baron, dog. So where do you want to take Squeegee Prince? What's the next step? I mean, Angels and Airwaves is huge. I mean, that's something that'll probably be there and it'll it'll birth other opportunities in that industry. You know, other bands will probably be like, hey, man, well, who does your shit? And they'll be like, oh, Squeegee Prince. And then brr, you start a new one. But what do you want to do with your brand? How big do you want to get? How big can you get? So right now it's it's great. It's a really good size. Everything is Fine, but I know Squeegee Prince is going to grow. It, it's the market is like forcing me to grow. You know, does that scare you? Um, it's a little bit scary because you know you can, you know, things can happen, and then like a know, pandemic. Yeah, exactly. What happened to you guys during the pandemic? You know, fortunately, we were super blessed that you know it didn't affect us in that way where we lost a bunch of business. Um everything ended up balancing out. Do you think it got busier? Um, in the beginning, we lost a whole bunch of business. Yeah, for sure. Because it was like, how long is this going to last? The yeah. fuck? Ruh, ruh, ruh. Exactly. We lost a bunch of business. But then towards like, you know, as time went on, like I said, it all balanced out and we got business back and it got busier. So what like kind of business came your way? I'm curious. Like, is it more like independent DIY people trying to do their own thing? Like, because after six months in the pandemic and shit's like shut down, that gives you a lot of time to reflect, yeah. game plan, and ultimately do your own thing, mm -hmm. you know? Yep. Like podcasts, like fucking starting a band, like learning an instrument, doing this, doing that. More like art. I feel like people really got in touch with their artistic side and creative side during this like year letdown that we've had, you know? Yeah. And in turn, I feel that a lot of the businesses like yourself, uh, a lot of business like ours got busier. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and it may not be as lucrative as maintaining those huge as accounts, but still it, it connected the dots. It paid the bills and made sure the lights are on and everything was good. Cause I know you stayed busy, bro. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. Like, you know, I, like I said, we lost some business, but it balanced out. We got a bunch of business back. You know, people needed masks, people needed this, people needed that, you know? So definitely, you know, we didn't like completely lose all the business and, you know, I, I feel bad because, you know, a lot of businesses, they fucking lost everything, you know? Yeah, man. Um, is your industry competitive with one another? Um, it is. It's pretty competitive, to be honest. Is it cutthroat? Are, like, are you guys have like a lot of enemies and shit? Like where, no, I can't want to hook you up, bro. Or like, if you can't do a certain project, do you have somebody that you're like, hey, you know what? I can't do this, but tal y tal puede hacerlo. They can do it for you if you need it. 
Um, yeah, but the problem is like the due dates, you know, like usually a lot of people need their shit so fast ASAP. or whatever that it's hard for everyone to be able to just fucking drop what Tell people right now, bro. What's a turnaround time on getting uh, like shirts done? Something small, like 250 shirts. Because I feel like people don't get that. Like we we went through that learning curve ourselves. Like, fuck, we need a thousand uh, can labels for a small run that we're doing. When can we get them? And then like two and a half weeks. And we're like, oh, fuck. Like we should we should have we should have researched this instead of like waiting to the last minute. That, that's what I say. I actually I say seven to fourteen business days, just depending on what. But you know, this pandemic has been fucking everything. Up. Oh yeah, shipping. Oh fuck yeah. S- stock shortages. Basically, that um, last year could have been way better if we didn't have so many stock shortages because that's kind of the only thing that held us back. We could have made way more sales, but. There was so many stock shortages that it affected everybody. I mean, I feel like every industry got got hit with that the most over anything else. And and which is weird because you think everything was shut down, everything is kind of hibernating. You think that people wouldn't need a lot of um, you know, raw material, a lot of goods to operate. But al contrario, way. I mean, like I said, people had a lot of time to reflect, think, tap into their creative side, and they wanted it. And unfortunately, when they wanted it. Y'all didn't have it. We didn't have it. There was a can shortage in this industry and in the beer industry. And then, and, 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 I heard about that. You know, not necessarily just like, I mean, it's still going on. You know, we, we don't do cans on a large level where it's going to affect like a smaller brewery like ours, but like breweries like fucking, I don't know, let's see, like a modern times or like an Alesmith where their major um, source of income comes generated from outbound sales. Like those fuckers feel the pen, the pinch. Mm-hmm. And like everyone always asks us, like, how'd you guys do during the pandemic? How you guys, you guys good? You're going to make it out? Like knock on wood, fortunately we made it. Like we, we got through it. We, we know how to like, we know how to, we know how to slip through the cracks, bro. We, in, in, in Spanish, there's a saying that my mom and my abuelita say, when they come uno, come dos, bro. Like you're going to make it work. Exactly. It's going to work. How? We're going to figure it out. You know, it's like, we're not just going to throw, throw it all on the table and be like, well, fuck, that's it. No, time to go home. You know, it's like, no, we're going to figure a way out to handle this shit. And Small businesses, pandemic, no pandemic, things are going awesome. Small operating a small business is always difficult. That's right. Because it's you. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's, it, there's no like CFO. Yeah. There, there's no motherfucking CMO. There's no CEO. It's JC, and that's Juan. You know, it's, it's you, bro. Like it, it, shit goes wrong, it's on you. And mentality. Yeah, bro. Yeah, that's right. How do you handle that shit, bro? <laughs> Well, are you, how many partners do you have? First off, is it, is it just you? Or? It's just me. Damn, homie. Look at you. Look at that fucking grin, dog. Yeah. Well, like I said, it's all mentality. So, um, Squidgy Prince, you know, was born in a recession. Mm-hmm. So we came up from the trenches, you know? So I, when, when the pandemic happened, I already knew that we were going to get through it. Felt I at just, home. I just needed to figure out how. And we, but we did it. And, you know, like I said, you know, you guys did it too. And it's like been a bittersweet thing, but we're getting through it. And you're continuing to get through it, bro. You're a hustler. That's why I wanted to talk to you, man. Every time I see you, I know you're always hustling. You're always, you, you always seem like a quiet, humble, like laid back kind of dude. But I, I know that I know you're kind of dude. I know you're kind of person, you know, like I always tell people, it's like, yeah, I was talking to Eddie from uh, Machete the other day with his wifey, Joanne, partners at a Machete beer house. And, Eddie always looks chill. 
You know, Eddie always looks, you know, stress-free, carefree. And I gave him the, the analogy. It's like, bro, it's like a duck, man. One, a duck, you don't know if he's fucking dying, having a good time or whatever. You know, that duck is just always chilling in the pond, chilling in the lake, you know, floating along. Ain't nobody going to fucking bother me. I'm just a duck. But if you go underwater, like you see that little duck is paddling his ass off, bro. And it's like, he's, he's doing everything possible not to sink. He's doing everything possible not to get caught up in something, you know? And I feel like that's how certain people think that you fit that mold. Daddy fits up to an extent. I fit that mold. It's like, we look chill, but just know that shit is happening behind the scenes that should be killing us. That should be just destroying our, our mental health and, and making us super stressed to the point where we get fucking like overwhelmed. But it's like, Nobody wins if you show that shit to people, bro. I mean, like, I don't know if you have a girlfriend or if you're married or not, but nobody, nobody wins. Your girlfriend, your, your, your wife, whatever, they're not going to be content if, if you always come up like, God damn it, there's a fucking rough day. And it's like, you gotta, at some point, you got to learn to disconnect and be like, all right, you know what? Este es el pedo. This is the solution. Fuck it. We're going to handle it. And that's a wrap. Yeah. Ain't no need to keep it going every day and like bring it with you and take it home and put it on. It's like a fucking hat. Like, don't put that shit on. Like, if, it, that's not, if that hat is negative, Throw that hat away. Yeah, exactly. There's fucking other hats. Yeah, that's right. Bitch, I get excited talking to you. <laughs> I do, man. I don't know why. You know, I want to get Ron in here because I feel like you and Ron, and like you guys are like that kind of person, you know? And when I talk Ron, Ron Richie, he's the homie across the street. He owns a grindhouse, my coffee shop of choice because it's across the street and the dirty chai latte <laughs> keeps me lifted. Young, yeah. brown, and gifted every day of my fucking life, bro. I even got wifey into it, bro. She loves it now, huh? Yeah, like wifey doesn't like anything. She, every, she's one of those people that's like, in Contreras, like, oh, hey, do you want this uh, mulita? No, I don't like mulitas. And then I get her, I'm like, oh, this is good. And I say, mm, hey, let's get some camarón. I don't like camarón. Then you get her, oh, this is good. So it's like, you got to sell her, bro. Yeah. And then the dirty chai latte at fucking Grindhouse, bro. That's right. What else you got for me? Tell me oh. something beautiful. Give me a little something. Well, I, well, I just wanted to agree with you. And I, I do got a girlfriend, but we. I also got her into Grindhouse, and she loves it, dude. Yeah, I mean, Grindhouse is is like the como se llama the pinchy that show Friends, bro. It's like that coffee shop from from Friends, where everyone just you know everyone's cool, everybody knows each other, the baristas know you. Yeah, it's a local spot, you know. People before they go to work, like you see the same because I come here right after right after I leave UPS. My first stop is usually here at the brewery, and I and just pop in real quick, check the monies, whatever. Boom, 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 get out, and I look outside and just kind of hang out. I'll grab a a coffee, and you see the same heads, bro, coming back, forth, up and down the street. There's other coffee shops, mm-hmm. and there's other spots to go, and there's always fucking you know Big Brother Starbucks. Mm-hmm. I'm happy that during this pandemic that people kind of like. Um, looked into themselves and said, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to help spawn business. You know what? I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to be more community centric and, and, and think uh, and, and, and vote with my dollar. Like you hear that always being said, like, I'm going to vote with my fucking dollar. I'm going to decide who gets my dollar. Well, yeah. I mean, ultimately small businesses, when you pay a small, but when you go to the greenhouse, when you go to three punk, when you go to squeegee prints, when you go to these small businesses here in Chula Vista and, and you say, you know what, I'm going to give you my business. I'm going to buy that pint of beer. I'm going to buy that four pack. I'm going to buy a case. I'm going to buy some uh, a chai latte. You know what? I'm going to buy some beans that I can take home and make myself. Fuck. You know what? I'm going to go to fucking Juan and I'm going to order my shirts through him because he gets down. I'm going to order my brand, my merch from him. When you do that shit, bro, it doesn't go and like ultimately disappearing into a corporation and you know where that shit goes. It goes to Juan and it goes to you paying for your fucking utilities, bro. 
paying a salary for somebody that works for you. It goes for Ron and making sure that your favorite uh, barista gets to work there another day and hangs out. It goes to, when you come to the brewery, it comes to us and that pint goes to my partner, you know, providing for his family. It goes to me like fucking signing up my kid for, for school or for jujitsu or fucking when they need braces and shit. It goes to that shit, dog. When they need burritos and when they need tacos. You know, it's like all of that. It, it goes, it, it, it's easier. So a tip of the cap to people who support small business, you know? And I feel like that the, the, the pandemic really, really forced people to look at that model and be like, why am I going and doing this when I can go and help these guys? And ultimately it all depends on how you present your business, bro. It all depends on how, what kind of a customer service guy you are. And you, everything I've learned from you, Seems like you're a top, top-notch fellow. <laughs> top-notch fellow, El Juan. Thank you, bro. Salud. Salud hasta viejo. You fucking shy, bro. Oh, look at you. Why? You look nervous. I'm blushing, dude. You got you me feeling all nice, dude. <laughs> bro, you're fucking killing it. You're Thank doing you, it. Bro. You're doing an excellent job. You built your fuck. How old are you? 29, 28? <laughs> I wish, dude. No, I'm actually, I'm 32. All right. You're 32. You're self-employed. Mm-hmm. You run your own company. For fucking 12 years at Squeegee Prince, but you've been doing it for fucking 14 years. You have a staff of six, six associates, six staff members that look to you for answers, for directions, for leadership. You have accounts that you take care of that come to you and look for fucking answers and direction. You have Tom DeLong's like, God damn, this shirt feels fucking nice. Oh, look at this print. Fucking Juan, he did it again. I believe in aliens. You know, like that's Tom DeLong. Like you got people that you, you're killing it, bro. And you're the best part of it. I was like, you're very modest. You're very chill. It's probably because you're high as fuck all the time. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> hey, you told me earlier before that when we started this, that we have a, another link in common. Um, Grasshopper. Oh, that's right. Our sponsor. Yep. The makers of the Emo Brown strain of marijuana cannabis. You do all their fucking merch. That's right. Yep. And you, 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 you broke some news to me that you're working on a shirt for them that, um, that, has the emo brown logo. Yep, that's right. What the fuck's going on there? Oof. I don't know if I can talk about it. Fucking talk about it, bro. We're gonna put we're gonna put this bad boy out. Put it on blast. All right. Well, we've been working on a shirt for the you know for the past couple of days. We've been separating the artwork and getting it all ready. But uh it looks like it's gonna be a collab Damn. between Grasshopper and Emo Brown. Go ahead. T-shirt coming out. Fuck yeah, dog. Yeah, I I don't know how it's gonna work, but I'm gonna be handing them bitches out. I'm gonna just I'm I'm just gonna be handing them out at the brewery. So like, if you come to the brewery and you know what's up, and be like, hey, you guys have that uh, grasshopper uh, emo brown collab shirt? If you ask for it and we got it, we're gonna give it to you, bro. Like we and that's just like that's how collaborations work. One hand scratches uh, somebody else's back, and vice versa. You know, mm-hmm. grasshopper is our sponsor. You know, yep. grasshopper went to you to create merchandise. And look at that. And it like in a trilogy, it all works together, bro. Yeah. Fuck, I gotta get to you. All I got I gotta do some more shit, dog. Whenever you want, dude. Just hit me take, up. take that I shirt with you. you. Take the Chevy Zanero shirt. And then I don't I don't know how graphic design and, and shirts work. I don't know if you just need that or if you need another print. I'll gift you whatever you need so we can get some shirts, dog. Just just send me the artwork. Let me take that shirt. If you like the size and the positioning, I could reference that. All right, all right. Uh, we we can we can, you know, make it better as far as print quality. Bitch, you're selling me. Look at me. I'm excited to buy more shirts. Right. Hell yeah. 
All right, we're going to end the interview and we're going to get your ass on the guitar and I'm going to fucking film that shit. And then we're going to take, now I want you to be nervous. Now people are going to see you. You look like a little kid all nervous in the skin. I'm like, <laughs> same way. But hey, bro, Juan, thank you for cruising in, bro. Thank you for telling us your story. I've always wanted to hear how Squeegee Prince started, who's involved with Squeegee Prince. Where is, where is Squeegee Prince located? Uh, Squeegee Prince is located on Main Street in between Broadway and Industrial. And you can find us on squeegeeprints.com. If you uh, reach out through the website, fill out uh, the custom quote form, we get back to you with a price and a turnaround time that same day. Damn it, dog. Squeegeeprints.com. Instagram is squeegeeprints. That's right. Get my skittles, bro. <laughs> Killing it, dog. Thank you so much. Fucking so proud of you, bro. Thank you for We're going to do that shit bro. and we're going to get you live right now. And, 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 and you're going to lay down some tracks with us, bro. Gracias, champ. Yeah, yeah. That is a wrap for this episode of the Emo Brown, the Saddest Mexican podcast. Make sure to give us a follow on Instagram at Emo Brown. Give us a shout out at Twitter. We're on there too. And at Facebook, for those of you who still use Facebook, we're on there as well. More importantly, give us a visit at EmoBrown.com. That's where you can find all of our episodes, all of the merch. There's more merch coming as well as access to the Patreon Club. Join in the Emo Brown Social Club. Don't be a stranger. Pop on in there. Join. Submit. Follow. Follow pelo. We appreciate your support. Thank you very much. Big things are coming. See you